The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership, here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to, on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there. i got to figure out who you are today, Max. Okay. Celebrating... His jeez, mm. 71st birthday. Today. Okay. Happy birthday to David Letterman. Hey, all right. Dave's birthday. Yeah, so, you ever spent, mm. uh, you ever been stuck in a broken down car with your father-in-law? <laughs> it's a full day. It's one of my favorite Letterman jokes. So. <laughs> First four through the door. Yes. Before you get to that, Ruben Rios, what's up, man? Rob Hadaway. Matt McSpadden and Levi Niebush. We got a, so a you, swath today. So I, I was gonna it was gonna be kind of a surprise who was sitting next to me, but we've oh, got yeah. it on the graphics. Here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we are not alone in studio. <laughs> uh, he he just wandered in. Yeah. Which is actually I probably shouldn't say that now because the last guy who wandered in, um, I'll tell that story in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in any case, sitting to my right, he is the head coach of your Hebron Hawks. Mm-hmm. He's a gentleman, Coach Brian Brazel. Coach, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Uh, you were you, you were invited me about two months ago, but you never did call me back. So, yeah, I, well, so I just figured I'd just show up. We were just maybe let me come. Yeah, in. we well, we were kind of like the invitation was like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a formality, uh, you know, just like yeah. ah, we'll be nice. Okay. We didn't, like we invite all the coaches to stop by and be on the show, mm-hmm. and you're the first person who's done it. So <laughs> you're the first person who's called us on our our, our on our bull. So you really only want the important people coming in. That's exactly right. Yeah, okay. for sure. Uh, today's Friday, April 12, 2019, 230 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 739, 739, Jim Fergosi's, uh, a number of Jim Ooh, at-bats for Jim Fergosi. Okay. Lester's Texas Rangers career. Okay, so we got Coach Brazel in, in studio. Um, we were, so we're going to answer questions at the back end of the show. Yep. So if you've got questions on Facebook, yep. ask them down below in the mm-hmm. comments. Um, and we will get to if you have questions most importantly we have an actual football expert here <laughs> for once so if you have actual football questions yeah. uh, for a state champion head coach yeah. then please uh, fire them over uh, for, for Coach Brazel we will answer as many as we can in the back half of the show but we, we, we I mean I would say that, that we rarely get to talk to you but um, we get to talk to you pretty often we see you we, we see, see you around, around. You're, well you're local yeah you're local right. you're down the street i mean Absolutely. you 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 were in the neighborhood so let's go back to, to 2018 okay and which i'm sure you don't necessarily have a problem talking about it's pretty no. pretty darn good year for you guys i would say yeah i mean there was a lot of really good things anytime you get to go three rounds mm-hmm. uh it's good lost a good haltum team uh and uh, they had a great year. Um, but, yeah, I was real pleased with the way our kids played. Of course, you always – as a coach, you can always go back through things and find things that you could have done better or different. But uh, when you get to that point, you're going to lose to somebody pretty good or hopefully continue to advance. But 
but we're excited. We're excited about what we accomplished last year, but we're real excited about what we got coming up this year. Well, because it kind of strikes me that you guys last year, yes, you had a, a superstar in Trajan Bridges who's, who's no unbelievable, doubt. and he's going to mm-hmm. do work at Oklahoma. He, he's going to be pretty darn good. But it seems to me that, you know, aside from, from Trajan, you, you would look at the 2018 Hebron team and say, okay, maybe you guys were a year early to to the party because you guys do return so much you guys were starting a lot of juniors and a lot of a lot of sophomores at key places do you do you feel like maybe last year was was just maybe a precursor of bigger things to come well i mean obviously we're going to miss the production that trajan bridges could bring each and every week on special teams uh, catching a football and running the football whatever we asked him to do he's able to do a tremendous job and uh we're all, but we are excited about the fact that we had so many kids that stepped up, played big roles for us last year, and uh, we f- we feel good about where we are off season wise, how we've worked, how we've performed, and uh, you know as far as getting prepared for this next season. Plus, a lot of confidence. You know, you got kids coming in, and you know sometimes when you do have a great player like Trajan, sometimes you can get your focus and say, well, you know Trajan can always bail us out. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's exciting to see some of these other guys are going to have to really step up now, and I think they're looking forward to that uh, opportunity and that role that they're going to have, and and I think they're looking forward to it again. But you've we'll had see. you've had no shortage of superstars there at, at Hebron. It's you've been you've been tremendously blessed to to to, uh, to coach some some superstar guys. Um, Trajan Bridge is just the latest. Uh, before let's just let's let's call out Jam- Jamal Adams because Jamal Adams apparently. Sure. Tell me, tell me what you were telling me off air. Let's 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 just let's air out this grievance here. For, oh, it's not a grievance NFL, for obviously. NFL superstar Jamal Adams and Hebron grad. Well, I've been, you know, I went, I coached twenty, I don't remember how many, twenty seven years before I ever had a kid make it to the NFL. Now we've had four kids that have actually made it to an NFL team, and so it's pretty exciting. And uh, Stanley Maponga, Shelton Johnson. Uh, Dietrich Wise and and Jamal Adams uh, were you know, so we so I've been waiting to get one from Dietrich and waiting to get one from Jamal so I could put their jerseys up in the field house mm-hmm. and and Dietrich gave me one excited won a Super Bowl this year great for him and then uh, Jamal wrote me a note on his jersey that came to me and uh, thanks you know all the nice things but mm-hmm. then he said hey coach by the way uh, you know you need to retire my jersey and I was <laughs> like uh, you know. It's like, you know, this guy, he's got fame, he's got yeah. fortune, he's got, I mean, everything going for him. And it's like, I told him, text his daddy, I said, you know what? I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> These kids, it don't matter what you do, they still want something. And, uh, and uh, but no, it, he was, he's a great young man. We're excited to, over all he's doing, but it's just funny. It's like, he could, hey. he could build a new field house and name it after himself. <laughs> but he's like, nah, man, like, if you could. And we like, would like to have that, Jamal. So if you're watching. <laughs> Hillhouse, Jamal Adams. Well. Actually, if you just want to make that check out to yeah. cash, yeah, that'd go. be that'd be pretty good. <laughs> but the other thing about like retiring a jersey, that's a lot easier said than done. You don't have a ton of numbers. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, my original thing was I said I'll retire the jersey of the first kid that makes an NFL roster. And Stanley Mopanga was mm-hmm. the first, and he was number thirty-six for us. And so, uh, we, we, you know, so we haven't used that jersey since. Now, we haven't been using twenty-four, which Shelton Johnson wore. We haven't been using thirty-three and fifty-five, which were Dietrich and Jamal's numbers. But yeah, you're right. I mean, those are those are pretty nice numbers. Yeah, and, you know, you want to continue on, but uh, uh, but you know, we'll we'll see. You know, if, you know, if that Jamal Adams wing wants to come onto the field house, <laughs> and maybe you know, we'll figure out what can, we Listen. can do with that, but. Uh, no, we'll. Uh, 
I said, you're going to have to be there, and you're always going to be playing in the fall. So yeah. you're going to have to be there for that ceremony if we ever get to that point. Yeah, so. you got to wait till they come to Dallas. You know, there you go. To tee it all up. Uh, so then you, you've been tremendously blessed to, to coach these, these outstanding individual talents. Uh, who's who's next? Who's who's the guy that you're really excited about uh, that you think is going to be a household name maybe this year, maybe down the road? Is there is there a guy on your roster that you're like, this is, this is the guy we're all going to be talking about? Well, you know – it's so hard. It's so hard to know. I mean, I knew Stansley, you know, going back to the first one, we had Stansley Mopong. He was a great high school player, but is he going to be able to be able to get drafted and play at the NFL level? And, you know, because we've had some kids that have gone on and played at college, but uh, NFL just didn't quite. You know, we had Lewis Baker, Ian Cunningham. Oh, yeah. and I hate to even mention that, but just the others. But, um, I know Daniel Wise is coming out this year. He's had a great uh, combine. He had a great year there, great career there at Kansas. So he's won. But you know, when you start talking about kids, you have you know, you, it's, it's tough to say because you don't want to leave anybody out. Obviously, I think Trajan Bridges is one who has a tremendous upside and great potential. He's already there at OU, and they're having their spring game coming up. I think it's tonight actually. But uh, you know, we, we we do have some tremendous players and tremendous talents. Um, uh, but you know, just to say right now, off the sure. top of my head, I would be it would be tough to say. That's, that's fair. I'll let them play their senior year. I don't want them to get the big head. Yeah, it's probably it's probably so. smart. It's Brian Braswell <laughs> Hebron here in, in studio here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. We'll get to your questions on Facebook here in, in a little bit. Uh, you're a guy who's uh, uh, you're a defensive guy. You know, you, you've. Uh, I think so. I mean, I've I played offensive line in college. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to TCU to play D line, but mm-hmm. then they. I got to play. I started three games my freshman year, so I always have that. But then I got the – Brian, we really think you can be a good Southwest Conference D lineman, but we think you can be a great O lineman. So mm. so my heart was broken, and so I went to the offensive side of the ball. But it was great. I enjoyed it. We played split back very, which is a very aggressive style of offensive attack. You get to attack, block, and everything. But but most of the opportunities I had as a coach was on the defensive side, so I think that's kind of how I've gotten labeled. But I still – I like you, to score a lot of points, it? though. Do you, do you, like, uh, do, do you, obviously, you know, you've kind of become known, you know, fair or not, guy who's, who's been defensive coordinator, sure. if you put together great defenses, the, it seems to me that the great Hebron teams uh, under you have been teams that have had great defenses in a lot of ways. Um, but do you find yourself trickling over to the, especially the, the offensive line and oh, spend a little uh, bit more time over there during practice? You know, it's it's uh it's kind of sad to say, but when you become a head coach, you kind of always flock to the quarterbacks. You know, get over there and watch what's going on because when you have a, when you have a quarterback, you know, and you always want to see those quarterbacks get developed because it's it's very difficult to win if you don't have that one guy. But if you do have that one guy, you have a chance to be successful because he can make everybody else around you so much better. But obviously, you know, I I, I do kind of you know move around a lot in practice, but. You know, I've had great coaches. I've had great guys that have done a great job for me on the defensive side, and so it's allowed me to feel like, you know, I didn't step away from that. I mean, Eric Mock's my guy there right now, and before that was Dane Johnson. And, of course, when I first came to Hebron, it was Joe McBride. And, you know, those guys are just tremendous coaches. And, you know, what they could pour into it is, you know, with me having to do all the responsibilities as a head coach, you know, like coming and talking to you guys. You sure. Know, it's, it's big, big takes a lot of my time. But, yeah, uh, sorry. no, just doing all the other things. But those guys, they focus and they and they do everything with that and they pour their, you know, heart and soul into that and, you know, allows them to do that. And it 
try to stir other things away from them. But yeah, because I, I think that one thing that kind of gets lost. We talk obviously so much about head, head football coaches and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff because you know they're the faces. The, they're the face of the program in a lot of ways. Your job is to be the, the face of the program. But you know when you talk to these coaches, you know they'll tell you. I'm only as good as the coordinators I've got, the position coaches I've got, that I mean the JV coaches I've got, all the way down to the, even you know you want to get down, especially the, at the six A level, the middle school coaches I've got. That in a lot of ways, yeah, you're you're the CEO, but the strength of the organization is not just you. It's it's the it's the whole of the the, the, the sum of the parts in a lot of ways, and I think that maybe gets lost on a lot of fans. Yeah. Um I think it's 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 very probably similar to like a a farm system within a baseball major league baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do have your JV teams. It's not just about getting your you know just your varsity ready. You have to get your JV teams ready. And we have two JV teams, and we have three freshman teams, mm-hmm. and then we have three middle schools that feed us. And you have eighth grade, and you have A team, B team, sometimes C team. Same thing at seventh grade. And so you want your coaches to develop those kids because it doesn't matter if you're a seventh grade C teamer right now, because by the time you're a senior, you may be that varsity starter. Mm -hmm. And we've seen kids that have developed and grown through the program and become varsity starters. That is seventh graders. You'd have never thought that probably would have happened. So yeah, you do have to have, you have great coaches everywhere. And I, and I know when I got my first job 21 years ago or 20 years ago at Hebron, you know, my dad told me, he said, son, you need to surround yourself with great people and find people better than you. And he said, that shouldn't be that hard because I know what your talent level is. And there's a <laughs> lot of people better than you. My dad's always real good about keeping me humble. Yeah. So um, I said, thanks, Dad. Um, but uh, but it is. You can't be intimidated by have, hiring great people. You know, you want to hire people better than you. You, you want to hire people that – I don't care who gets the credit. I mean, we just want to win the football game. Yeah. You know, we want to do the things necessary. And, you know, and coaches have so many different – you know, it's kind of like me and this coach may not get along that well, but if those kids love him and they'll run through a wall for him and they'll do the things necessary and they work good within that system, and I must say I don't like them. I mean, sure. they just their style may be a little different, but if those kids will buy into it, it doesn't really matter because you're, it's a finished product that you're trying to work through. And it takes all different types of personalities to, to reach the kids that we work. And I think the longer I've done this, that's the thing I really notice more and more, just how important it is to – connect with these kids you know off and on the field in order to really you know get them into play like they need to everybody gets a ring at you know whenever you want to win a title you know it's you know whether whether you got along with the with guys or not the, the bottom mm-hmm. line is if you if the team gets a ring then everybody's going to get a ring absolutely uh, you mentioned the quarterback um and when you've got a quarterback you've got a shot it seems like you guys have a quarterback we do Car- carson harris had a, a really impressive junior year i think there may be an an, an idea that he was just let's play jump ball to Trajan Bridges, which there's a certain level of of truth to that, but he earned it. I mean, you watch film on this kid. Mm -hmm. I came away really, really impressed with what he does. I mean, he looks the part. Mm -hmm. It seems like he got a special one under under center. Yeah, he is is as tough a kid as we've had probably been quarterback. I mean, not to say the other ones weren't, but he just is – uh, I I like to say he's got a linebacker mentality playing quarterback. Uh, You know, he he wants to – very, very fiery. I mean – um, you know, we're doing our uh, our fundraiser this spring, and we're selling these cards. And you know, I don't ever let him run in spring. He said, "Coach, how many cards do I have to sell so I can run in the spring game?" And I and I just threw out this number fifty five. <laughs> 
And so now he's he's over thirty cards sold now. I'm like, oh my gosh! So <laughs> what um, have I done? So uh, I didn't really know that he'd go. I thought he'd say, oh, that's not gonna happen. But he's he's doing everything. But that's he is he's a you know he's that kind of kid. He's very he wants the ball when the game's on the line. He wants the ball in his hands and uh, uh, you know he's just a tremendous competitor. The kids on the team really rally around him. And I mean, he was our leading passer and our leading rusher last year. And we had I mean we had two great running backs with Jalen Lott and Isaiah Broadway. But uh, but to have him be our leading rusher, yeah. I mean, it just tells. And again, a lot of it was based on him scrambling, doing things. But but it was down around the goal line. I said, let's not make it tricky. Let's snap it to him. Let's get him in the end zone because he he's a good tough runner. And I mean, uh, I think he can play quarterback at that next level. But he can play. He could play linebacker. He could play fullback, running. But he's <laughs> a real talented kid. It's going to be fun to watch. And you guys are are you know I think when when you go back to last February when realignment comes out. You guys get put in this district, and I think the notion around here was, okay, District 6-6A, you know, Hebron's there, Capel's there, uh, maybe one of the Flower Mountain teams, that's about it, you know? It seems to me, and I, I'm, I'm certainly interested from your perspective as the guy who has to deal with this district every year, um, it seems like this district got a lot deeper, a lot quicker than we thought. Maybe it's just Louisville stepping up and having a great year. You know, obviously Flower Mound has taken a big step forward. Marcus, of course, has the pedigree that, that it has. And then there's Coppell plus you guys. Uh, it seems to me, maybe you saw it coming better than better than I did. It, saw, it seems to me that, that this district went from about two and a half deep to like five deep in the span of a year. Well, I mean, I think that's the thing. Every year you just never know. And, uh, you know, whenever you finish out a season, that season ends – even if you got a lot of starters coming back, or a lot of it's 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 a different team. It always mm-hmm. is going to be it's going to be something that makes that team a little different. But obviously, experience does help. I know Louisville played a lot of young kids the year before. Uh, Mike Lodo, their head coach, I coached him in high school, and I've never been around a better kid that was as a leader than Mike Lodo. I mean, he he was all 145 pounds up, <laughs> and he'd get in the middle of the biggest guy and let them know what they needed to do, and they listened and. Uh, and then he was tremendous as a coach for me. You know, two years he was my offensive coordinator. And uh, so I knew Michael would, would be able to get those guys going, and he did. But there's there's a lot of talent, and they did a tremendous job over there. So we knew they would – and Flyerman had a lot of young kids coming mm-hmm. from the year before. And, of course, Coach Basil and those guys do a good job. You know, I think the biggest thing, obviously, Coppell and Marcus and all that. But I think some people are saying, oh, the Irving schools. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. Irving schools have been playing DeSoto, Cedar Hill, mm-hmm. Duncanville. South Grand Prairie. I'm like, I don't know how much any how good any of us are going to do when you play those type of guys week in and week out. And so, I mean, they're, 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 there's talented kids over there. I know Nimitz had a very unfortunate – I mean, they were rolling early. Then their quarterback got hurt, and they lost some close, tough games early. MacArthur was a game. Mm-hmm. We've had the fight tooth and nail. You know, Irving was a little back behind just because, again, having a coaching transition late in the year. And uh, I know Coach Dela Santos because I coached him in high school when he was a, <laughs> he was a corner for me on our state championship team there at Louisville. But just tremendous coaches that are going to do a good job and they're going to fight tooth and nail and everything all, all the way through. So, um, but it is. I mean, you better come every week. Yeah. I mean, we 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 were fourth place and glad to be there. And uh, you know, you always want to be a championship district champion team. But uh, we lost by three, by one, and by six. Mm-hmm. And uh, but. They beat us all those games. Yeah. We lost them. We didn't do the things we needed to do to win, and uh, and that's the game of football. We're fortunate to win a couple others as well. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the MacArthur game. I mean, that's 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 a team mm-hmm. that I think is is better than their record indicated. You mm-hmm. know, MacArthur was. Um, you know, and 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 then even 
you know, Coppell, I know didn't you know to get that that one point win. I know that that was a, a you know is a, is a decent year, maybe not up to the standard that Coppell holds for themselves, but still you know it's, it's just it's there are some districts that you can kind of pretty quickly identify. Okay, here's the here's the contenders and here's the also rans. But it seems like you know if you squint six seven deep in this comp in this district is not hard to fathom yeah well that's why we t- we take a we have a real easy non-district and you know we scrimmage, oh, yeah. of course. scrimmage island and then we mm-hmm. play plano uh-huh. and arlington martin right. and uh ease end of the year in fossil ridge because we know those teams will never be any good yeah so. yeah that's that is interesting you know you yeah. you guys you play fossil ridge in, in non-district and then you get the rematch with them yeah. um and uh you know, we obviously, seven, obviously, we different. scored seventeen both times. You know, the, first, <laughs> the first time we scored seventeen, it was not a feel of very. But the second time we scored seventeen, but felt a whole lot better because yeah. we ended up on. So it's about, you know, that whole offense defense about you win as a team, you lose as a team. So you, you know, it was a lot better feel. Let's address the elephant in the room with Brian Brazel, the uh, head football coach at Hebron here on Texas Football Today. We're getting your questions here in just a moment, but let's address the, the elephant in the room, which is that you're about half the man that you used to be. Well, um, I've been told that a lot. Yeah, so. <laughs> so you you are um, you are significantly more svelte than the last time we saw you. What's yeah. going on? Well, I'm just losing some weight. You know, uh, you know. I woke up New Year's. I was about three thirty, and I said, you know what? I think my NFL offensive line career has passed me by. <laughs> so. Um, you you called your agent and he was I like, "Yeah, I, said, I don't think you it's think happen. this year they might." You know, you know, one of our former players, Ian Cunningham, is the uh, player of uh, college scouting for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I contacted him. I said, "Do you think you know is it passed me by?" And he said, "Yeah, coach, we're probably mm. gonna." Because every year I kept reinstating for the draft, and they never would draft me. But it's tough. Um, it's tough. No, I, I just wasn't feeling as, as healthy. It's funny because you know I played. Uh, we played Pierce in the. Uh, second round of the playoffs and we we're getting ready to play them and uh i'd never met david collins and mm-hmm. uh and so you know like we all do we now get on google what does this guy look like and you know david wasn't a he was kind of a chunky guy kind of mm-hmm. said, oh, okay so we met at waterburger that na- day after they beat cedar hill and we'd beat uh fossil ridge and as we we're meeting i walk in i said well i see a guy with a you know he's got a pony on his shirt that kind of looks like him that dude's a lot skinnier than what i saw on the uh on the google and so we got talking a little about some things, and then you know he told me, yeah, well, he had lost some weight, some things like that. And so I decided January first, I'm gonna lose some weight. So for about three weeks, I worked my tail off, and I lost about six ounces, I think. You know, so <laughs> I just, so uh, I said, man, I'm gonna call David up. So I called David, and I said, hey, what's the name of that weight loss program you're on? And so he told me the name of. It was actually called Soda. I don't know if I can do that. Is it giving free advertisement here to Soda? But well, there are uh, no competitors yeah. on this show. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, and the other the other thing we were like our our whole sales strategy is maybe to, they'll take is, off a few pa- is payments. To, now. Is to mention mag- <laughs> mention companies and hope they just come and advertise with us. Then, there so this go. is great. Yeah, yeah. Soda weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Brazel, Jim Ledford, and David Collins, I know for sure, have go. been big pro- uh, proponents of this program. So, but uh, but no, and I. I and so basically, I, ta- I you know, I'd snoring a lot and all that. I was about to have a physical with my doctor, and uh, and I talked to my wife. Said, I know it's not going to be free. It's not going to be cheap. I'm going to have to. And so, and I said, but I'd rather go ahead and I need to lose it now. Plus, I don't think she was sleeping very good because I was snoring, <laughs> evidently sucking the house in and everything. But uh, anyway, so I got on it, and first week I lost 17 and a half pounds, and uh, weighed in this week I was uh, 50. Seven pounds down. How about that? Not bad. Seventy days. So yeah, yeah. man, 
That's okay. Well, nobody's going to recognize you. Yeah, I don't snore anymore. I'm sleeping better. So my wife's sleeping better. She says she actually wakes up sometimes, thinks I'm dead or something because <laughs> she's like, been used to snoring so takes much. Takes a mirror, puts it over your face, make sure you're you, still fogging you okay? it. <laughs> no, but it's been great. And That's I felt really good from it. And I still still got some time to go. So we'll lose about another 25, 35. So, wow. so y'all can pull out my old picture of when I was in high school, you know, oh, from yeah. my Dave Campbell's. And you say, hey, that's mm-hmm. the same Brian Brasley. He's high school weight now. It so. is. It is. A lot more hair and a lot more wrinkles now but i mean less hair and a lot more wrinkles but i was gonna say i hate to break it <laughs> but yeah it was it so it's been great okay. it's been good fantastic well congratulations um appreciate it we are uh you know, and i imagine doing this in the off season is a lot easier than doing it like in season it seems like whatever you can get at your hand like there there's gotta be moments where you're just like okay i've got to eat something like you know it's like as far as measuring out things and being as somebody who's who's also at one point lost a, a, a relatively significant amount of weight you got to be super diligent about it, and that is better when you're not running around trying to do 15 things at once like you are, say, on September 40, you know, 15th. I'd say partly true, but I know our first year when we first moved, bumped up, we won state in 2005, mm-hmm. and Joey McGuire called me and said, hey, let's play next year. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> so, how many, how many so people have gotten the- that phone call and gone, well, I mean, at that point, they had never won a playoff game. You I guess know, that's and true, that. yeah. And, uh, the, and, and Joey, and he said, oh, we're never very good early, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so we just won state championship, feeling good. And uh, we actually scrimmaged zero weeks, so we didn't play. But I went and watched them scrimmage. Before that, I went and watched them sc- scrimmage in us. And I think William Cole was about to score 80 touchdowns <laughs> that game. But they kept blowing quick whistles. And then I saw them beat Colleyville Heritage in a shootout. And I was like, oh, my goodness. This and so, it was our first game after state championship. And it was – they had 40-something, and we didn't have anywhere close to that. And um, and so, that week, I remember I was just like, am I the – I mean, have I just lost it? And So, I lost 10 pounds that week. But, but, <laughs> but after the Cedar Hill game the next week, because I was like I, – I was just – I couldn't – I was sick to my stomach. I was I said, man, we're not yeah. – I'm going to go from the guy that's won a state championship to getting fired the next year because we won't win. And then <laughs> and then we won the 10 in a row, and then we played Cedar Hill in the second round of the playoffs. And so, so we I've ended up 10 and 2. Actually, actually pulled up the box score here. <laughs> that was 42 to 6 Cedar Hill. Yeah, it was not – it wasn't good. Um, William Cole threw for 149 yards and three touchdowns and ran for another 131 yards. And that was just the beginning of his reign of terror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I still was... have nightmares. But... <laughs> it's Brian Brazel here from Hebron, here on Texas Football Today. Uh, we can now matriculate to the other part of our session. Right. So if you have questions for state champion head coach Brian Brazel, it's an opportunity for you to answer those questions. <laughs> we, Max, do we have any questions? We do. We're going to start off with the hard-hitting questions off the top from okay. one. Oh. This guy, you guys both may know him. Greg Powers wants to know, Ugh. will we see the stash return this year with Coach? Mm. Well, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a, you know, <laughs> there's another story that goes with that. But um, I was walking out of church. Uh, I was probably right before I started my weight loss. And uh, – I'd kind of had the goatee working at that point, and it was pretty gray. And as I was walking out of church with my wife and my son, this older lady makes a beeline straight to me, and she reaches out and hands me a card. And she says, and it says, would you like to join our Platinum Senior Adult Choir? Oh, Oh, no. And, And when that happened, I just was like, you got to be kidding me and uh so so i was just uh, no thank you and then i went home and shaved and i've not you know i shaved my head my you know so i don't know i'm i'm not that vain of a person i don't care about being bald but 
Man. Being called a senior adult before my time was pretty well, rough. Well, and the worst oh. part is that, like, they don't have any room for baritones. In that, and it wasn't in even <laughs> – and it wasn't senior. It was platinum senior. Ooh. So that's the, that's the blue and, hairs. And they said they yeah. had practiced yeah. – choir practice 1030 Monday mornings. And I'm like, okay, and then, you don't yeah. think I work? Before, I mean, before so. Matlock. So, uh, I, you know what? Hey, but if the kids – you know, if my football players now the thing is, I might do. I might I might be like Kendall Miller and uh, die mine black, like I know he does. And, Ooh, uh, so, wow! Shots so, fired. But Kendall, I <laughs> hope Kendall's listening. But oh uh, we talked about it last year because actually I did dye my whole beard black last year. Oh, and it pretty oh, in spring, at the end of spring because I did grow a full beard out last spring. So yeah, because when we saw you at coaching school, you had you had just the mustache. Yeah, and I remember. Was your daughter getting married? Did I make she that up? did. She, she got did. married. Yeah. Congratulations. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but I remember basically you were saying, is she going? Is it okay? Like can like she's going to have the final say on whether or not I have the. the no, I didn't session. let her think she would. But I, I yeah I knew she didn't want it. <laughs> but I, I made sure I shaved it before the wedding because of obvious. I'm sorry, I'm shuffling through this. No, you're but fine. I was going to let you. I was going to show you. Yeah. I lost my wallet and. Uh, oh no. And so this was another reason I decided make sure I needed, we cover up the number, I needed to lose weight. Yeah. I mean, look at that. Ooh, yeah. Here, I'll cover up the important things. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. If we want to see if we can. Uh, oh, yeah. There you uh, go. And I was, and I was yeah. somewhere, and I, I didn't have my money. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. And that's a six stash, dude. So, yeah. um, I got I to gotta tell you, mm-hmm. you. You know I think you're very handsome. <laughs> You are more handsome now than you are this. Well, I appreciate that. That's that's an easy. But yeah, but I don't know the stash. I might bring it back. I I kind of like it. We'll see what happens. What's next? Not completely retired. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, are you superstitious? Because that goes into it too, right? If you if you grow the mustache and then good things happen, how do you get rid of it? You know. I I you know it's so funny. I like to think I'm not superstitious. But sometimes I like to say, well, I did this last week, so I don't want to do that this week because I don't want people to think I'm superstitious. So it's almost like, <laughs> oh, it's almost like I'm, about I'm not superstitious being about not being superstitious. <laughs> Does that make sense? Man, that's that's really, kind of a weird thing. That's, really, that's, that's really deep. That's, I mean, that's, that's next much. level. So it's kind of like I don't want to be superstitious so bad that I think I am superstitious. Yeah. But that, Oh, man. That's, I need to diagram that sentence. <laughs> that's What's next, Max? Uh, so this is a good question from our man Ed McElroy. Yes, uh, and it's you might need the rest of the show to figure it out. Which high school has had the most different players on the cover of DCTF? Now I did clarify with him. Mm-hmm. Are we talking just like just grads? Play, just what school as a high school player, or when they were in college as well? Doesn't matter. Just uh. from a high school has been on the cover. So the guy who's been on the cover the most uh, of anybody yeah. is Cliff Kingsbury. Yes, Kingsbury's been on I think four different times. So we got to um, say New Braunfels. So New Braunfels is up there four times. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone. I mean, but he says most different players. Well, so, okay. Well, I'll also say uh, that like Westlake's school. been on a number of covers. Yeah, because Breeze was on a cover, um, and uh, and then of course Sam Ellinger was on the the high school cover in 2016. Mm. Um, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about that. Yeah, you're, you're a historian. I am. I'm thinking it's a pretty deep question. The thing is, if you, if you had it in front of you, right, if you had all the magazine covers in front of you, which we do on a wall back there. I don't think it's Jim Ned. I see Colt McCoy. Yeah, but Jim, I don't yeah. Think Jim, it's Ned, Jim Ned, Abilene Wiley, Kate, and Katie. Katie, and okay, and then Alito and DeSoto. Yeah. Are go- We're just flipping We're through just it. We're just flipping through This is not. No, I, <laughs> Gary Powers is from Kansas. Um, Tyvee. There's one Tyvee. This is not going to help us get there. 
Well, Bryce Pay went to Midlothian, and right. Antoine Goodley went to. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Those, those are, are anonymous people. Yeah. Uh, White House, House, New Braunfels. New Braunfels. Uh, we're, we're running through, and then where's South Lake? South Lake, Port. Erdo, yeah. Uh, 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 West Lake, and then where Dodge go? Is it Baytown? Todd went to Port Arthur. Jefferson. Port Arthur Jefferson. Yes, that Jefferson. That's right. Doesn't exist. Dan Hur went to. I think he went to Hampshire Finette. Uh Jimbo is from West, West Virginia. Virginia. West by God, Virginia. <laughs> Ed Oliver is from uh, is is from Spring, Spring West. This is a fun game, right? We're just going uh, through I'm gonna the go covers. With their bronzes, unicorns. I'm going to say, well, well yeah. you can't because he said most different players. So there's oh. no way there was another. Oh, and I'm going to say I'm going to say Westlake, not knowing Westlake? anything. Westlake, really? I mean, they've had. I know they've had two. I feel like I you're going to get burned by like Midland, the '60s and Midland 70s. Lee had. Oh, well, I mean, but they had Benson, but that Mid- was it. Yeah. Um, All right. You had Roy Williams. Well, think about it. Permian. Yeah. What's next, Max? Well. We Sorry. don't have we don't have that many questions, oh, okay. so we could we so could we're, actually we're, so we're, we're we could, ag- we could actually try to figure that one out. But okay. uh, the the other one we got right now is from uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. Maverick Cassie, this is actually a college question, which is kind of mm. fun having coach in here for this one. Is North Texas versus Houston the best in-state college football game this year? It'll be fun. <sighs> it's interesting. So basically, you're you're counting out any conference games. Yeah. Um, so because uh, the thing is. I think I mean the battle battle of the iron skill. It's always fun. Yeah. In in my mind, um, I think. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Yeah, I mean tech and tech and Texas. I'm real. I'm really interested to see what Matt Wells looks mm-hmm. like. What Texas Tech's Matt right. Wells uh, looks like. So I'm interested in that. Baylor TCU should be interesting. Yeah. Per usual. I think there's. I think there's a lot of them. You never and know. And of course UTEP yeah. and Rice. <laughs> I don't know. Could no be comments. the. Uh, I think both those. I think could be both Mary Harden, Baylor, and Harden Simmons. There like you that, go. Like now you're, you know? you're speaking my language. The problem is, well, it'll be a good game. There won't be main points scored. Uh, yeah, they'll beat up on each other. I mean, I'm I'm really interested to see one school we mentioned before. I'm really interested to see what Tarleton State does. Yeah, um, they take another step forward. Yeah, if they yeah. take another step forward, mm-hmm. um, and the same thing with SFA with yeah. with Carthel taking over there. I think. I, I think. And I think too. Of course, my son goes to Commerce, but you know, yeah. having Coach Bailiff there. Oh yeah, Commerce. Oh. That's a oh, great, yeah. great. I thought you know there. what's so fun. That's one of those hires that I think flew under the radar. Mm-hmm. That no, because it you know it's Division Two, and I know that things didn't end as well as people had hoped there for Coach Bailiff at, at Rice. But you want to talk about losing a, a tremendous head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it would be really easy. I think any co any program can hire one great head coach, mm-hmm. but then to follow that up with another guy like the caliber of Coach Bailiff, who has won at the highest levels and who has you know he has conference championships. He's he's got oh he's produced award winners and and to take him and drop him into a good situation there at Commerce, I think is is really really exciting. Yeah. And and Commerce and what West Texas A and is always a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few other programs there in the it's a good conference i mean i I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of d2 ball you know through the years but since you know my son's and i got and when he was at junior college he got to watch a lot of the junior Mm -hmm. so it's been kind of fun getting a chance to see some games at different levels along the way good ball played good oh good like these high school kids that just think oh i said you need to go watch a game man go watch you'll find out real quick how many real talented players there are a lot of places and and what i what i love about kind of dipping down even below fcs is you get real innovative stuff too you get that's that can be a, a bit of a laboratory and say mm-hmm. I'm going to try this. Carthel was famous for doing wacky stuff there at Commerce, uh, you know, with multiple quarterbacks and multiple punters and things like that. That's what I think. And, and uh, you know, whenever I give, I, I'll, people call me asking about high school football. I tell them all the time that that what I like about football is that it's not trickle down; it's trickle up. 
that mm-hmm. the innovation goes on in high school. That here, the the you will find weirdo coaches who will want to try things that have never been done before and see if they work. And, you know, there's a reason why the air raid, in a lot of ways, started in high school. You know, let's see if we can, we can you know, because I think you're playing with, not that high school doesn't matter, because certainly it does, but you're playing sure. with less live ammunition. You know what I mean? Because you, you go into college, if you try that at Texas and it doesn't work, guess what? You're fired. Yeah. Uh, you could try these things, especially with with the, the the talent situation that you have. That's what I've always appreciated about high school football is that you're going to see weird stuff every week, and you're gonna you're gonna be coaching. You know, how often in in college do you have to plan to to play a veer offense? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like almost never now, but you especially at the smaller school level in high school, you go through the playoffs and you could be seeing a spread and then a flex bone, and then a wing tee, and then another spread, and then a slot tee. In, mm-hmm. in five consecutive weeks, I think that's that's one of the reasons I really admire high school coaches is that you ought to be nimble. In a lot of ways in the NFL, you're coaching against the same offense every year. Different wrinkle every week, but different wrinkles. But sure. you know, in, in high school, you gotta be you got to be prepared for a lot of different stuff. Well, it was like when, uh, you know, a few years ago when Kaepernick was the guy and they started mm-hmm. running the zone read, power read, and <laughs> the, N- the NFL was like, oh, my, what, <laughs> are you kidding me? We've been defending this stuff. But I think in high school you have to because some years you don't have that Clayton Toon type kid at mm-hmm. quarterback. Sometimes you don't have that Jalen Lauder running back, and you have to try to figure out what you can do with the kids you have and put your best athlete on the field. I mean, Trajan Bridges could have been a real good option for us to play quarterback and do a lot of different things. And you have to be innovative sometimes. Because sometimes if – I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was uh, listening to uh, uh, Coach of Florida. What's his name? Mullen. Yeah, listen to Dan Mullen speak at the AFCA this year, and he was talking about – he had a kid, I guess, was a really good uh, – they recruited – but he played receiver in high school and had like 14 catches and that was all. And he was like, well, how come, you know, well, that's just not what we do. Yeah. I'm like, he said, well, what you better do is take that guy and put him somewhere where he gets the ball about 30 times a game. Well, and so it's kind of like, you, you know, it's sometimes easy to say, but put kids in positions to where they can help you win. And so that's what you have to do. Well, it's, it's like we were out there watching, we were, we were watching 88 Permian and Midland Lee, which is on YouTube. We were, we were streaming on, on the TV and they had Lloyd Hill who goes on to be this unbelievable receiver for mm-hmm. Texas tech. And they're handing him the ball. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're basically, he might, I would need to go back and look at their pitching stats. Pitching it but, to him. Yeah. But yeah, they're pitching it to him. They're just trying to get the ball in his hands that you, you know, in a lot of ways, the scheme is, is, is you, you just find ways to get these guys, the balls, ball in a way that fits into your scheme so you're not mm-hmm. reinventing the wheel every right. single year mm-hmm. but that's again that's what's so interesting about about high school football and something you don't see at the pros is that you've got to be ready for all these different things i think it was it was alito alito did not play a spread team until the second or third round of the playoffs because their whole district is just it's flex bone teams so they're excellent at stopping the flex bone, but it was a big question going to the playoffs as to, okay, what happens when they see a spread team? Uh, things worked out okay for them. <laughs> but I was going to say. The answer, the answer is not much will change. Uh, yes. But yeah. it was interesting that, that that's, what, that's, what, that's why I think that, that high school coaches are, are, are cut from a different cloth because you, gotta, you can't just be like, oh, you know, we're playing another great quarterback and he's going to throw mm-hmm. to this great wide receiver. It's right. different every single week. So.
Well, yeah, that's a big question too. I mean, will Alito be able to adjust? You know, Boy. a big coaching change. Oh yeah, I mean, you 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 sure. wonder. I'm not a sure different... Coach Buchanan will be able to. You know, I'm not sure. I'm it's... not super familiar with his resume, <laughs> so I need to bone up on my on my Tim Buchanan resume. But uh, I'll get back to you, and I'll, yeah, okay. I'll you know we'll, we'll have. I think pre- they'll I think they'll be okay. We'll have predictions in Dave yeah, Campbell's yeah, Texas right. football, and yeah. we'll see if we can find a place in the rankings for that. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. One final question for Coach here. Any from this is from Ruben Rios, big TF. Fan. Uh, anyone from Coach Brazel's current coaching staff that he sees as a successful future Ooh. head coach? Well, Tyler Sokup was my offense coordinator yep. last year, and uh, he just uh, recently got the Plano West job, and I think they got a great coach there. He's going to do a tremendous job. I mean, I think Eric Mock, he's been my defense coordinator for 10 years. I think he will be a he'll be great coach for somebody as well. Uh, I mean, Jeff Hill, he just promoted mm-hmm. him on my staff. I mean, I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, I got a lot of guys that, I, you know, the, you know, it's, and part of it is just, you know, part of it is just getting time. And I got some guys I think would be great co- head coaches that they just are fine not doing that. Mm-hmm. They said, no, nah, I just I don't want to do that, coach. I just like doing this. And so, I mean, there's a lot of there's very a lot of guys that I think would step up and do that. You know, and I look at the guys I've had in the past that have gone on and had great success as head coaches. You know, Galen Zimmerman down there mm-hmm. at. Uh, Dripping Springs, DeWitt over at Coppell, uh, Joe McBride who just got back in. I knew I, that guy's a dude. You're too good a coach not to be coaching on the sideline. And uh, but for him, Mike Okolos. So we've had a lot of guys going, Dane Johnson, and mm-hmm. on and on and on that have, have been able to. So it's it's great when you see that happen for those guys. But I mean, I have so many guys that I think would be prepared to do it. And uh, uh, because again, like I said, you surround yourself with good people, and you give them a chance. And we, and I do. I'm a, I'm not a micromanage guy. I like to give my guys the responsibility. I always tell them you're the head coach of your position or what you're doing. And so I hope by doing that, it gives them the ability to step out when the opportunity presents themselves. So they can step up and do it. And well, I think they will. Most importantly, they learn from you. They learn something. I hope. I hope I'm. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm mentoring them in some way. What that is, I don't know. Sometimes, but. Uh, uh, no, I, I was around some great people, and, and so, you know, I can't thank uh, Ronnie Gage enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, I started out at Plano, and Coach Kimbrough was the head coach. Coach Clark was the athletic director. I went to go work for my old high school coach, Charlie Lyles, at R.L. Turner when I first – and playing for him. So, and then, of course, playing for the great Jim Wacker at TCU. I mean, all those guys were tremendous in helping me. And and then on and on, on guys like Pat Smiley, uh, you know, was an assistant at Louisville who'd been a head coach. Tim Watson's a great friend of mine. He's a defensive coordinator, was it, at South Lake. And, uh, I mean, but just on and on. I mean, there's so many guys that you work with that, uh, you know, have helped shape you know, to become what you do. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully I'm helping them some. He's Brian Brazel. He's the head coach of the Hebron Hawks. Uh, you're not on Twitter, are you? Yeah, I got a Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Uh I think at C Brazel or something. I don't know. Brian I don't know. I should Brazel just spell out the whole Twitter. Right. Let's see. Um, at C Brazel. I don't up? know. I'm not finding anything. It's out there somewhere. Let's we'll see. figure it out. Coach Brazel. I have something out there somewhere. Yeah. Well, at Hebron C Brazel. At Hebron C Brazel. That's there, there you go. go. That's the one. He's I sh- Brian Brazel. I don't know why I didn't spell out coach, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> took too much effort, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's good enough. Whatever, good enough. It's, it's good enough. Yeah, it was, F- follow him on Twitter. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Here's your answer to your trip at your question, by yes. the way. Uh, our, our, yeah, McElroy says uh, three: Collins, McElhenney, and Walker. Uh, uh, Temple. Oh, Umble, on the 95 collage. Yeah, yeah, the See, collage is weird. 
Yeah, but I think you count it. I think that's, oh, you're sure you counted Breeze. I don't. So. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't progress. Yeah. Um, okay. There you go. Coach, thanks for stopping by. Let's Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max Thompson and Coach Brian Brazel, I'm Greg Tepper. You want to do this thing? Yes, sir. Uh, we'd love to have Vince come by. And uh, we have the Texas Football Player of the Year for 2001, Class 5A. Mm -hmm. And if Vince could come by, we'd sure love to present this to him. If he needs me to run it by later, just have him call in and let me know. <laughs> we'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.